Audioversity, the voice of Reichman University. Today we're in a field that AI divided to narrow uh, fields yeah. and there is no such thing yet, mm-hmm. keep the word yet, general AI. Yeah. General AI is something that many people are afraid of. It says that you have some kind of system that ha- it's above human abilities and yeah. capabilities in all fields of life and then like, okay. And it can improve itself continuously. Yeah. So we're all out of a job. No, not, we're all out of like everything. It will we might not sit on no. our couches. Yeah, let, let's do it. Okay, let's yeah. try to look at it from from two different directions. Okay, if 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 I'm allowed to suggest yes. some uh, optimistic point of view, please. Oh, okay, no, please. Like, <laughs> actually, serious, amazing conversations from Israel. All topics considered, with Aaron Porus and Hannah Rifkin. Welcome to the Actually Series podcast, where we cover Israel's most interesting with all topics and the incredible humans behind them considered. We're brought to you in partnership with Audioversity and No Camels, the leading site for Israel Innovation News. And of course, before we get into it, remember to subscribe to the podcast on Audioversity, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, social media, and YouTube at Aaron Porus. Like, comment, and hit the notification bell as well while you're at it so you can be sure to hear about any new content. I'm Hannah Rifkin. And I'm Aaron Porus. And today, we are here with special guest, one of the first people we've ever tried to get onto this podcast, and it's been months, and now she's finally here, Dr. Liran Antebi, Director of the Advanced Technologies Program at the Institute for National Security Studies, or INSS. Liran, Hi. great to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you very much. How are you? Perfect. Yeah. It's uh, very nice the, to be here. Except for the sandwich. Except for that, yeah. yeah <laughs> she, she made the unfortunate mistake of getting a cafeteria sandwich downstairs. Uh, <laughs> what can I say? I was starving. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Now, let, let, uh, let's jump in. I know that you do a ton of studies. I've read some of, some of your work. Uh, some of which I get and some of which goes over my head, but that's I just arrived and you're calling me a geek? That's no. what's happening now? And the, in the best way. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it, as a compliment. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so AI is a big focus of your work. You've been studying it for what seems like you know, a decade. Yes. And, you know, and specifically, I, I know that there are a couple things that you've already published that I want to bring up, but the things that you're working on now... Uh, and particularly AI in Israeli national security and actually also AI in the war of Ukraine. Let's start local. Let's start with Israel. Like, what's what's the situation of, of Israel's use of AI in that way? Okay, so Israel is uh, in a very good place uh, when we're speaking about uh, AI and national security yeah, in, uh, in two ways. When I'm speaking about national security in general, I mean two things. First thing is the defense and all the hard things of military uses and uh, homeland security uh, uses. But I'm also speaking about the second thing, which is the soft factors of national security, which are economy and education oh, and right. uh, well-being and other things. Like Because we're living in 2023 and people expect more than just bombs not fly on their house when they're speaking about national security Uh, and this is great so when i'm speaking about ai and national security in israel i'm speaking in through a wide perspective 
like because, water and food and like all that stuff. Uh, yeah. Every aspect. Uh, yeah. And for Israel, AI is very important in several ways, not just the defense and military issues, which is very important there for, for Israel, but also for economy, especially for economy and the status of Israel in the world, like things related to soft power when mm-hmm. we are speaking in, a, in you know, a, um, a like the international Im- studying right. or military studying and other things like this. Uh, so... If we go to the wide, uh, the, the narrow perspective of military uses, Israel is one of the world leaders, both in developing, but also in the uh, operational usage of AI. Unfortunately, uh, Israel has a lot of conflicts happening from year to year, uh, a lot of reasons to be concerned from its national uh, security and its daily uh, security needs. And AI is being used in several ways. We are speaking about AI in intelligence, of course, in different unmanned systems, uh, in logistics. This is something that is not uh, being spoken a lot, but it's a very interesting issue, AI and logistics, uh, because it's something that's coming from the, the civil arena and mm-hmm. then moving sometimes to the military arena, and it's very useful for, for both sides. And um, we can speak about uh, AI Uh, in different uh, fields inside the military, like uh, human resources and training and other things like this. So it's very common. It's becoming more and more useful. And Israel is one of the world's leaders, not just in developing and using advanced, uh, um, advanced systems, but yeah. also in having operational uh, experience. Yeah, like Ooh. if we look at Israel... From a holistic standpoint in terms of national security, like you mentioned, not just military, but also soft issues, uh, as you mentioned before, how does Israel compare to bigger countries in the West, like, you know, the UK uh, or even Russia, the United States? Like, how, like where do we fall? So there are several ways to check it. For example, when you're checking, um, there are different kind of websites or organizations that are uh, giving grades in the field of AI. Most of the time, Israel uh, is being uh, between the fourth to the sixth in the, in the list of uh, states and AI state. And most of the time, it catches us by surprise because first of that all, Israel, <laughs> yeah, first of all, Israel is very small country, both when speaking about uh, economy, both when speaking about population. So it's pretty surprising when you are looking at the other right. uh, countries uh, at the least. And then you're, and I'm then sorry. you can just bring it closer. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah, I'll hug it. I'll yeah. hug the microphone. <laughs> there you go. And then you can speak about other things, like uh, for example, and this is something that appearing in part of the the website. Uh, for example, um, national strategy for many many years. A lot of states has approached and published uh, AI national uh, strategy and worked by the strategy and also invested money and uh, management in the strategy and Israel did 
almost nothing, nothing organized. It did a lot in many different ways. This is part of the article I'm writing now with a colleague of mine uh, in Baudolinko. And um, we are writing about, we are calling it embracing the organized mess because Israel is embracing the organized mess in the field of AI development and strategy. And it's working. The, the thing that um, compensating on the fact that there is no uh, published uh, AI national strategy and large budget and management right. for it is the ecosystem. We have a very unique ecosystem here in Israel, different from other states that also leading in the field. And this ecosystem is compensating on the fact that we don't have a uh, um, published AI strategy for, for a long time. Is Is the lack of a published strategy a function of dis- yeah, disorganization or yes. is it like or it's a, or is it because it's a, because it needs to be secret? So it's it's not just the secrecy, it's a lack of governance. Uh, you know that for many years we have a lot of elections here and changes <laughs> yeah, yeah. in mm. and, and no no <laughs> no national budget confirmed and things like this. And it's funny because there are several uh, very important even in, in, in world uh, grade experts in the field of AI and, uh, and strategy and policy in here in Israel that has led some processes and gave recommendations to To the government but nothing wa- was almost nothing uh, was approved anyway nothing as wide as AI national strategy sure. while comparing to to the states or other leading countries in the field but on the other hand we're sitting here and Israel is still number four in the list of uh, AI yeah, leading wild. countries to me and it's not surprising <laughs> why yeah <laughs> Because, like, everyone acts like it's still surprising, but somehow Israel always manages to do stuff like this, so... Yeah, but do you, do you feel comfortable with that fact? What do you mean by that? Because me, when I hear about it, I feel uncomfortable. Not because, oh, I'm feeling so uncomfortable, we're so successful without doing anything. No, I'm feeling uncomfortable because I'm afraid that one day the magic will disappear Ooh. and we will stay... without what we need mm. because we want to be able with a process a formal process in order to to create it there is some kind of magic in the field of the Israeli ecosystem this is something that's happening par- partly because of the 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 military service and later on the reserve service and people going mm-hmm. from one place to another and and taking the knowledge and moving the that's knowledge with them and What will happen so, if one day they're going to change the, the, the military system and the knowledge won't go so in those ways? So It's that's actually a real question that I have now then is because a lot of times innovation is a, is a, um, innovation is a byproduct of, of the necessity. Yeah. And so Israel's ecosystem, as you've described it, is largely centered around the military, which mm-hmm. is... largely a byproduct of the necessity for Israel's national security given the neighborhood that we're in and our and our history for the last 7080 years so are we in a situation where we actually need a constant threat in order to stay relevant and and advanced no I'm not I'm not certain about it I think that even sometimes 
without a huge threat, the fact that people are going and serving while they're very, very young in advanced units that right. uh, helping them to learn about technology, about innovation, and they're getting out of, uh, uh, they're, they're finishing their, their but service. There's like that st- but there's like that startup mentality as well of like, we need to put it into use and advance it constantly it's and of so course we, it's like if we had like peace with with we the could lose it. like we yeah. could lose it a little bit but i think that it is partially embedded in our culture and mentality at this point sure yeah i mean if you look at i mean obviously like think about the chinese how they used to be uh what's the word uh the um, huh. I'm, I'm, I'm imperialist is that the word? I don't know. That is a word. I don't know. What, I don't know which one you're searching for. Okay. Well, they used to be like the most um, advanced, hmm. uh, uh, popular like technologically. Yeah, like they They're were still super advanced. They were, yeah. Ne- okay, but there was like a huge period of time where they were like behind everyone else. In oh, between, I mean, that was yeah. I mean, that was I think like things after, ebb like, and flow in the world throughout history, but yeah. I mean, it's that bound was, to I mean, happen like at the one communist point. Revolution. I mean, there's there's the, a lot there in China. The important thing, in my opinion, and it's related to what you're speaking about, it's the fact that there is a strong influence of the culture on the ability to be uh, innovative mm. and to create amazing technologies. Right. Yeah. And culture doesn't mean for for sure that you need a huge threat in order to run. Sometimes you are running because this is what you have learned from yeah. from people that surrounding you and from your culture in general. By the way, uh, there is a great story about the the RMA of the 90s, the revolution in military affairs and the the contest between the the Americans and the Russians. And for a while the Russians were leading in the technology yeah. of the 90s, but the the American uh, that understood what the, the Russians are doing succeeded to to close the gap and to to become the leaders of the field not just because of the techno- the technology but because their ability to change the organization and the doctrine without it technology is not enough mm. this is something that we are seeing in a lot of research about uh, revolutions and mm. revolution in military affairs you yeah. need not only the change in in the technology itself like imagine that you are bringing the m- most amazing technology to someone and telling him use it okay right. Is it is, capable to yeah. use it? What are the changes that it, need to, it needs to do? So, and the culture is one of the things that helping you to do uh, the changes in the organization and the yeah. doctrine. If you are in a close and not democratic and plural right. Uh, right. culture, the, Ru- the Russian was a very homogenous ideology, mm-hmm. I- ideologically speaking. The, the United States had no problem even during the space race of like adopting Nazi scientists <laughs> to yeah. get ahead. Yeah, it's not uh, such a great example. No, no, that, it's not. Yeah, but, but that's, but that's yeah, the but, point, is but, that they, uh, but, they'll um, go um, and they'll find it. I'm more speaking about, uh, about the culture in manners of when, you're, when you have open mind and you're free to express new ideals mm. without being afraid that something will happen to you or your family. Mm. It's helped you to change the organization from inside. Right. It, and here in Israel, there is another factor because we are in a... a 
some kind of small society and not uh, very formal, like, ah, yeah. I know my aunt, she lives near the commander <laughs> of the, I'll tell her to yeah. tell him. Uh, like, things yeah. sometimes happen <laughs> like this. Though. Like yeah. a young soldier with an amazing ideal, something that, burning him from inside and he knows right. that he have to tell it to someone in order to change the fact that he is very young and just started his service this is something that won't yeah. stop him or yeah. her it's fine yeah 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 he he or she yeah. will find a way and the fact that we're in a very small society and not so formal it's something that can be helpful for this kind of thing mm. and there are changes that came from a uh, uh, top down and not just bottom up and this is very important so I I want to like go into current events a little bit sure yeah is that, if that, that's okay do, do it okay it. I mean we like, last week was hectic in you know in AI terms last week was hectic but honestly I think the last several months have been like you really hectic I mean sure. we, yeah I'm we working always so hard these days yeah. is AI it's terrible <laughs> there's there what was there? there was like nine there was like a thousand AI programs that just hit the market like in, in the last yeah. week or so and even chat GPT CPO went before Congress has asked for us to have a pause and Elon Musk yeah <laughs> because Skynet is coming and the Terminators are right around the corner yeah so ah! <laughs> hear a little bit more That's... about that what are we realistically looking at here because it's of course when you listen to the news everything sounds like doomsday yeah so what and then you're in Israel and there are several other reasons for fitting in doomsday and you're <laughs> so like okay bring the AI it's bring bring it's it fine. on it's yeah fine. yeah sometimes yeah. I'm like What I'm more concerned about, like, yeah, it's so hot outside it's and it's so, only May it's and so then they're like, okay, <laughs> so I don't care about AI anymore. Yeah. Like, just. Okay. So I think that what's happening right now, it's an amazing demonstration coming from a pretty narrow field called generative AI, generative mm-hmm. AI. Yeah. say it with your beautiful accents and Gen- generative, generative. 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 Okay. which we don't really have much of right like we have we have like a an AI that's it's very narrow it's today we're in a field that AI divided to narrow uh, fields yeah and there is no such thing yet mm-hmm. keep the word yet general AI yeah general AI it's something that many people are afraid of it say that you have some kind of system that's it's above human abilities and yeah. capabilities in all fields of life and then like okay and it can improve itself continuously yeah so we're all out of a job uh, not, not we're all out of like every life. it will we might not sit on no. our couches yeah, let, let's do it okay let's yeah. try to look at it from from two different directions okay if 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 I'm allowed to suggest yes. some uh, optimistic point of view please oh, okay no, please like because like always the problem is not with technology it's with human beings yeah right. okay preach like for example if if we are going to be in a world that there is no problem with Not any problem in the world that AI can't solve, okay? Even in manner of resources, even in manners of, you know, uh, global uh, warming, everything, um, si- any sickness, any illness, any um, problem, 
the general AI will solve it. And now you're still depressed because you're saying it's going to take all of all our jobs and we are going to starve in the streets. No, it'll, it'll and our brains no. are going to melt. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I, think, saying, I think we'll die from, of our complacency. I think no, that we'll just be no. bored. So, so, okay, Th- this is another thing I can help you. AI can help you yeah, in a second. Sure it okay, it's, it can entertain you as well. Think about uh, all the things you wanted to read or watch in, in, in YouTube and you couldn't because you had to... To produce <laughs> see th- this to me is it creates the future of idiocracy Ooh. Oh. where we're all which I love that's like one of my favorite films but <laughs> it's that that's that's the future I see with this scenario no so I'm saying <laughs> let's yeah so let's stay yeah. for just <laughs> okay, a yeah, tiny yeah. minute in the, yeah, in the yeah, optimistic yeah. point of view so what's the problem with all those optimistic things that I brought mm-hmm. that the that the system the culture is And, uh, and the, how the system is working is not um, it's not um, like it doesn't match like it doesn't uh, not, does it's it not, match? not trained. you have to you have to um, it doesn't it's not like it's implementation not it's oh. to to ha- to to do a process and to create a mm-hmm. uh, Relevant. It's, not, it's not trained in, in that way. No, not the AI is not trained. Oh, like okay. the, the system we are living in, like the, the rules, the laws, the regulation. The okay. You have to, to uh, change them. You have to go through a oh, process of... Uh, evolution, sort of, or, or like, a, yeah, I mean, a process, process of societal evolution, in yeah. a sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess that, that, the, uh, that the society does, isn't, uh, isn't prepared in, in such a way. Yeah, and, uh, and the laws are not relevant. And right. Let's, okay, so let's go back to it. Mm-hmm. So if everything is so perfect and AI can solve every, almost everything and go to work instead of us and we still have enough resources and everything, so the only thing we should change is the system itself, how it works, like to give money to each and every person, sure. how much he or she needs in order to, to live and to live in well-being, not to just yeah. uh, in order to not starve in the, in the street. And everything is perfect, like AI can be good. But when we are thinking about a world when AI is occupying all the, all the jobs, we're, we're thinking about ourselves and why it's happening, why we're so pessimist, because we're not trusting our policymakers yeah. that will be adjustive and, and, and adjust to, to the new world. Well, and I don't think that we can ever do that we because can't. You, can't, you can't ever trust AI. few people with everything that's why that's yeah. why the american system works over communism yeah of course but i don't want to trust several people to to, to hold an ai that will uh rules us all i'm exactly. just saying that our problem is with what's happening right now the yeah. fact that our policymaker and decision you don't think we'll even get to that situation because we don't trust the system yeah because we are like we're we're lagging behind like right. there is if we To come back to the real world like uh, policy and uh, legal aspects are lagging behind technology in something between five to ten years it depends on, on the on the field mm-hmm. itself and for it, it's uh, something that it's pretty much those numbers are traditional numbers but what has changed the rhythm of the changes in technology so the gap is um, 
increasing and increasing and increasing and we're hmm. getting into bigger problems. And this is why I think the people from OpenAI and other companies are like shouting for the several last months. Mm-hmm. Hey, people, things are happening in the field of AI. Please stop us from destroying the world. <laughs> and, and part of the reason is that it's not exactly that their technology is going to become Skynet and destroy the world. But before that, okay, before Skynet will come, and I, I, I don't, I, I'm not saying I, I believe it's, it's going to happen. Uh, it, this is a different uh, topic to speak about. But they're, they're saying that, yes, we are going to, to have a very uh, big issue with, uh, with jobs and with uh, what we're going to do with human resources in different fields that were protected for such a long time. And the not so funny thing with AI that it's taking um, jobs that were pretty much nice and paying not bad right. salaries, but they're still not covering for many, many different um, very hard works that right. people have to do, especially with their bodies, like... Uh, yeah. People that still working in the fields, people that work. Oh, so it's in just going to force more and more people into manual labor type positions. Uh, yeah, because because robotics, <laughs> all the smart stuff. Will because be robotics done by with physical appearance is still lagging behind uh, mm-hmm. the advancement in the AI that sits inside our computers. So there is a gap. But even between. that, I mean, we have like these massive 3D printers that can build a house by printing out concrete. Like we, uh, ha- I mean, that's stuff that we've got. In development already yeah, as well. Yeah, but it's not... It's, it's not it's as advanced not as AI. The, yeah, because if what you're saying is, is correct and it's so advanced, so why am I not seeing here in Israel, which have a very uh, severe crisis in the field of uh, houses, yeah. tons of pre- printers building houses like crazy. Well, the, I mean, because I mean, in Israel That's specifically, it's an issue. It's an issue of leasing the land. It's it's not it's not that we don't have builders to go out and build. It's we, that we it's also that have problem yeah. with builders. And during the, sure. the the COVID, we had bigger problems with builders. So it was oh, yeah, stuck. And, a lot of them and many times <laughs> when we have Israeli. problems with with the, the Palestinian authorities and other places yeah. that builders are coming from. So we have this. Uh, you know, uh, in addition to other problems we, mm. we have. <laughs> so a printer could be helpful, okay? Sure. But it's not there yet. And yeah. sometimes when I'm speaking about uh, with people about uh, Internet of Things, okay? And I'm telling them, they're, they're all the time they're trying to sell you, this is smart watch, this is smart this, this is smart house, this is smart that, blah, 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 smart, smart, smart. This is not smart. Why? Because it's not closing the loop. You need to have a human being inside the loop in order to do things. And uh, like, for example, a, a smart uh, refrigerator. Right. Okay, it's telling you that uh, you are out of milk. Okay, so call the supermarket. Please buy yeah, a milk. Please take. Please take care that it will arrive, and please take care that someone will put it in the refrigerator. No, I just can tell you that you out of milk. Yeah. Ah, this is so helpful. Right. Come on. Like, I could have just opened it and saw, saw that. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it just saved me the, the part that it's taking me by surprise that I don't have milk. But it's not <laughs> no, smart enough. If you ordered enough. the milk for you, then it would make more sense. Yeah. So, so it's, it's not really, things are not really smart. Not, part of the t- 
part of the time not because they're not capable of being smart AI uh. sometimes really allowing us to be to to have more and more smart things but you need services or other other factors in order to connect them in order to have really smart things by the way this is also relevant for the battlefield um, sure. so let's talk about that let's yeah, talk we, about battle yeah, we, yeah started, we started on the, the US Air Force sim and then, yeah and we were talking about in, in yeah. Ukraine I know you studied that as well yeah so uh, let's speak about Ukraine okay, okay yeah. let's talk a, about a very interesting thing that happening in in the conflict between Russia and Ukraine in Ukraine is the usage of the Ukrainian forces in AI okay um, we should be surprised because Russia it's a uh, much a bigger state with a much bigger uh, investment in defense during a long long time and you can't even compare Russia and Ukraine in manners of uh, investment in in defense mm-hmm. and when you're checking it uh, from only from articles that I read of course um, you're seeing that uh, during the the last year not from the very beginning of the of the fighting but several months later Ukraine, started to use more and more AI and you you are asking yourself wow how they're doing it and then you see two important things first of all they're uh, receiving um, they're receiving AI uh, systems and um, and applications from civil companies from especially from the states Mm-hmm. uh that for for um, cultural reasons and democratic reasons deciding to help the Ukrainian side and not the, the Russian side and pushing the technology to the Ukraines okay so you're really really dependent on um, civil companies and it's also being uh, uh, presented in the field of uh, civil uh, space mm-hmm. um, usage like yeah. receiving uh, information from the space or being dependent right. on the on the space so uh, it's also something that being demonstrated there and also on internet companies or right. like, uh, yeah, like software or software companies so AI companies like uh, Palantir and like and real and others actually giving or allowing the Ukrainians to use those technologies and it's really helpful we are seeing that since they are using those systems uh, their uh, targeting abilities uh, has improved and they are more capable to detect and uh, uh, strike uh, Russian forces that are in uh, uh, while maneuvering or in uh. movement The second thing it's once again the almost the cultural issue or at least the the soft factors not the technology itself once again we are having a force that receiving an amazing uh, technology is it capable of using it so what the Ukrainians did because uh, they have now a mandatory service and they <laughs> took many people that have worked in the in the high-tech um, In, in the high-tech sector uh, they put a, a, a technology officer in each and every troop this is someone that is serving as a fighter inside the troops but he really understand in technology and it's help him uh, it's him in this case to to uh, to demand for the correct technology for right. his troops and later on uh, he's the one that's 
also responsible to create the correct implementation of the technology inside the troops. And this is uh, preventing part of the cases, and we know many cases in the world, of amazing technology that coming from this kind of company or other kind of company, but it's not really working inside the troops, and they're, they're saying, oh, it's lame, leave us away, sure. we, yeah, we'll do not, the... They're the not leveraging the technology yeah, properly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or that, like, sometimes you need to to develop or to change a bit the technology, but you don't have someone to to negotiate between the, between the side. Mm. And the, the Ukrainians, uh, they're... they're um, they're doing very good yeah. uh, job in in this case, Jeez. and we have a lot to to learn from them. Oh so, gosh. like, yeah, I want to know in on a basic level, will how will AI change the way we fight wars, and yeah, is it forward. worth it? Yeah, like you're talking about that they're using all of these, like, what is that going to do specifically? So. It really depends what we are going to use and what is going to be legal uh, mm. in the future because things are changing. We see processes in the UN and other places, um, sometimes states that are speaking between themselves about what they're willing to use or not to de- what they're not willing to use. So the first thing, of course, that is like so... Uh, catching our eyes is, of course, autonomous weapon systems, mm. uh, sometimes being called killer robots. I don't like the term because robots uh, has never killed anybody. It's a tools in our end. Right. This is a quote about uh, the sword that coming from the ancient uh, Roman philosopher Senka saying, sword never killed anybody. It's tools in the killer right. hand. So same thing about robot. Robot never decided by itself to, to kill anybody. It's yet. yet. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and even then, and even then, a robot was created by human beings. Right. Mm-hmm. So Fair. it's it's in our field, okay? Yet, okay? Um, so of course, autonomous weapon systems uh, may <clears throat> really, really change uh, how we fight and how... Um, warfare look like because it's of course will take out um human presence inside the battlefield itself or decrease human presence inside Mm -hmm. the battlefield itself and uh, will lead to a battlefield in a rhythm that it's above human uh, capabilities like something that's happening today in the in the computing world inside the kibernetic uh, uh, um, arena but those uh, rhythms will be in the real world. This is something that even a human being that want to, to participate is not capable of doing because this is so fast. And in the place that we will decide for ethical or legal reasons to leave human being in the loop, uh, responsible for the loop, the, this for certain will influence the rhythm. Okay, and this is something that we we have to know and be aware of because maybe our adversaries won't do so and then we're going to have to be in some kind of dilemma. Mm. We Mm. want to do things for legal issues, for ethical reasons, but our adversaries actually... Don't care about that. Don't care about that. (laughs) And then should we act like them or should we not act like them and be afraid of, of... like losing in a conflict, the, it's going to be a real thing 
in the future. But what does that look like? Like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Um, in your I view, think, I mean, I think it's just an inevitability. I don't know if it's good or bad. I think it's yeah, just but it, are we happy with the direction issue. this is going? Because on one way, you might be um, saving some lives, but you also, you know. So I can speak in like uh, I can quote um, an American report. Uh, it was a commission that uh, advising the DoD. Uh, the head of the commission was Eric Schmidt, that came from Google. And so he's a civilian. And uh, this commission um, spoke about the, the subject of AI. And inside the subject of AI, they spoke about the subject of uh, autonomous lethal weapon systems, laws, lethal autonomous weapon systems. And they argue after a long time that the Americans have said that uh, they are not um, confirming to use or... Um, to use like, any system yeah. with uh, with human outside the loop, and I think they they haven't even uh, confirmed to to develop it, but they were able to buy it and put it off the sh on the shelf. But never mind, put it aside for a second. They they were saying, this is not ethical n to not allow using those systems. We are going to we have to allow using those systems because they have the potential to save lives on both sides. And just after we will use them, and of course that our adversaries are going to force us to use it, just then we will check what is wrong with them and to see how limit them. And then it's We're too late. not yeah. going to no no. It's not well, going. It's not, it's not, not too late, late. But like we'll be late to the party. No, they're saying it's not correct and it's not ethical to do a preemptive ban before b with a technology that has the potential to save lives. Okay, and this technology has a real potential to save lives, mm. not only on the side that is using it, if it's being used in ethical ways and in legal ways, because this technology is faster than human being, is not influenced by things that human being inside the battlefield influence from, and uh, is not doing whatever it wants. It's very much it has uh, rules, yeah. rules. It has a huge potential to save lives. And it's very, very mm. precise. This is another thing. So it's time and being very, very precise, much more precise mm. than a human being, especially human being under pressure of the battlefield. Well, I think yeah, I think it's whether we like it or not, I think it I think it is inevitable that these technologies are going to make it onto the battlefield as they as they likely will into most, if not all, aspects of our daily life. Uh, which again, they really already are. I mean you know, half of half of the technologies that people never would have dreamed of are in this block. Yeah. So you know, we. That's I, true. I think it's yeah, going to happen. Yeah, we have it's a more inevitable. computing power in yeah. our uh, yeah. in our smartphones than all NASA had right. uh, at the sixties. In the time that they yeah. sent. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. And then I'm arguing yeah. that with the great power of computing come great responsibility spider-man quote great way <laughs> a great place to end this because i know yeah before we go though briefly i mm. really do want to hit really quickly on this u.s killed the operator ah. situation okay. because i feel like we really it's, wanted to talk it, about actually, that actually it is relevant to what we just said yeah so okay. if we, if we so can, i'll do it yeah, the quickest i can yeah. there is a, a 
lately there are a lot of headlines of a, a, an AI that killed an operator of a drone because he decided uh, not to not to uh, uh, approve a strike okay oh so it was revenge of the drone no, it <laughs> was, no no just to understand uh, the argument of, of uh, the drone was that the operator is uh, um, um, not allowing it to to execute the mission that he that he got that so it got right. sorry not he uh, so this is not correct this is only the headline when you are going into the story this is a colonel from the Air Force that was telling the story of training the AI model and he was explaining what happened at the first time and what happened at the second time yes this is correct that the AI model didn't behave so well well but, but this is a AI no the model it's the thing that the, the, right. it's the brain okay? no, I'm saying yeah so I'm the, saying they were like training the brain it's like uh, to take a child and and uh, expect it to at uh, the first time that you're going to give it a spoon uh, to eat uh, like they're eating uh, in 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 the Queen's dining room no it's going to take time the first time things going to fall on the floor going to hit the face the eye the, it takes time okay Okay, so uh, he was telling the whole story because he wanted to raise the awareness and the attention to the subject of ethic and legal uh, right. uh, 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 aspects of training AI models. And it's, of course, very, very important to be aware of what's going on and to understand why the model do is doing different things and, you know, to manage it. But it's not that uh, real thing. AI systems uh, operative AI system that it is now out there operating drones without human involvement has killed the human operator like in the uh, it's something that happened in a, in a, in a movie in um, terminal no <laughs> stealth it's a, it's it's a, it's it's movie from the 90s maybe the beginning of yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it was like uh, it was a, oh yeah it was it was like a bomber it was a stealth bomber fitted yeah, with some AI and, computer and, in the and back he, yeah. he 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 was sent to be trained with uh, the best human uh, pilots <laughs> at the time and then he learned from them how to not obey uh, a, a, a command okay and No, uh, and then he took it to to another place they did it in order to save life and he did it did it in order to to take lives and then they were in a real problem how to stop it because it was so advanced but this is not what's going on today and by the way I think that all the science fiction we have watched during the years sometimes is a little bit mixing our minds I think that if we have to finish with something the most important thing that has to To happen now now today mm. now yesterday even it's us as human beings to come in a huge demand to our policy and decision makers in order to create the correct policy in order to live in good life with AI and not in mm. very pessimistic scenarios like Skynet <laughs> and I'm just preparing for the worst. <laughs> That's okay. the, and that's why in the United States we need the Second Amendment to uh, not not because of tyrannical governments but because of tyrannical Skynet 
evil murder machines. Like I see him when I'm getting out of the room, like asking ChatGPT, Hi, ChatGPT, how should I be prepared for the doomsday when Skynet will take... Yeah, well, I can't tell you all of right our secrets, but what I can oh tell gosh. you, Liron... Yeah, I'm just a language model, so I can't get into that. It's like, oh, no, no, it's a hypothetical. Oh, well, in that case, yeah. let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, Liron, thank you so much. That is a wrap. Thank you, everybody, uh, as well at home for listening. I'm Aaron Porras. I'm Hannah Rifkin. And for more actually serious topics, remember, again, to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Audioversity, YouTube at Aaron Porras, and all major podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Google, etc., and social media. We love you. I'm sure we'd love you if we knew you. I just want to ask one one last thing. Can you make AI make me sound like you with a beautiful English and a correct accent? (laughs) Probably. Uh, Yeah. Probably. So just press the the button when we finish. Done. Got it. I have it. Right here, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna suspiciously forget to press the button. Right these, are the, <laughs> these are the reasons that we use AI as this a tool. Is why. Exactly, <laughs> deep, deep fake our accents. Thank you very much for having me. It's our pleasure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye. Actually, serious, amazing conversations from Israel. All topics considered, with Aaron Porras and Hannah Rifkin. All our shows and podcasts available online on our website and on all podcast platforms. Search Audioversity. Call